but uh yeah yeah man um so i let the first question i like to ask everyone is uh when did you know that music was going to be a part of your life man it feels so silly to say it but uh my grandma was like pretty cool and uh, would, would always like put on uh, 99.5 Kiss in San Antonio, like the rock station. Like she, <laughs> she's the one who I would listen to that with and my parents uh, really weren't into the rock as much. Um, but she would also always take me to like pawn shops and she'd just be like, I feel like at the counters for hours trying on rings. <laughs> watches and necklaces and stuff <laughs> and uh i had to like occupy my time uh so i would just you know kind of browse all the the different instruments and stuff that that was in there and uh i remember it caught her attention one time and apparently um she told like told my parents about this this moment but uh there was just like a single floor tom and I picked up uh, some sticks and was just playing like the the beginning drum part to the song Voodoo by God's <laughs> <laughs> And it's so silly, but like, uh, I think about that and like, w- like wanting to be a rock star or something, you know? And uh, I-, I feel like that, that, that was the, the moment. And she told my parents that and she was like, y'all need to get this kid in like, some classes or something like there there's may not be much talent but he's trying <laughs> man uh 99.5 kiss is so like big for me too i mean i think anyone trying to probably our age like learning music just listening to godsmack and uh i don't know everything pro jam all the stuff they yeah, yeah. they still play till this day um so <laughs> I had a, a show down there maybe like a year ago. Well, it was probably a little bit more than a year ago, maybe fall of uh, 2019, probably. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the bar was playing 99.5 Kiss in there. And some of the uh, my friends uh, or the guys in Nominee were just like, man, throwbacks are like one after the other after another here. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> the radio station kind of hasn't changed since like the, the early 2000s. They, they really haven't, man. We, uh, me and my wife always laugh because every time we're in the car, like we will hear Rob Zombie. We're going to hear Rob Zombie like a hundred percent. And it always happens. Just like Dragula for some reason just plays all the time. <laughs> um, so after uh, you, you were playing the, the drums, like what, um, what happened? Like what your parents say or like did they get you an instrument um yeah so i had a uh big move when i was a child um was from san antonio grew up there and then my my dad got a job transfer up to a small small town in iowa um where we spent like three years or so uh before ultimately moving back down to san antonio um, but there, the, the type of schools was, uh, I guess they had like the junior high where it's like, um, fifth grade through 12th grade at one school. 
Um, so in elementary school and third and fourth grade, I don't remember how old I was, like nine, 10, maybe. Um, they start teaching music classes that way they can uh, prepare kids to go into the, the junior high because uh, they're going to be with more experienced players. Um, so I actually did start uh, by taking like percussion lessons for two years. Uh, I was okay at drums, I guess. Terrible at piano and xylophone. Just couldn't, could not do it. Um, I think the only song I ever learned was like In the End by Linkin Park. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did, I did drums for a little while. Uh, and then I, I, when I moved back to San Antonio, that was right before sixth grade, um, starting out of middle school there. I came into the school year late, like, I don't know, a few weeks maybe before classes started. And uh, I guess they had already gone through all of the tryouts and auditions for the, the band class. And I told them that I was a drummer, like I knew how to play drums and they probably, you know, didn't believe me or whatever. And they're like, yeah, everyone wants to be a drummer kind of thing. Um, but they brought up there like, you know, if you learn, uh, if you want to learn how to play trombone, um, then you can play bass, guitar and jazz band. And I was like, well, well, that sounds pretty cool. Um, so I did that uh, and I ended up playing uh, all low brass instruments, trombone, tuba and baritone. Um, throughout like sixth grade to, through my junior year of high school and did like bass guitar and jazz band. Damn, that, that's pretty badass. Um, so when, when uh, so I guess you started with trombone, like when you were doing trombone, was it easy to kind of pick up the bass with your knowledge that you kind of were gathering or? Yeah, um, because I guess the, so the reason that they are going to put them together is because the low brass uh, is on like the, the bass clef. And um, so it's the, the same, you're learning how to read the same notes. Uh, I wouldn't say that like learning how to play uh, a low brass instrument like made me a, a better <laughs> bass player because mm-hmm. um, I'm still not very good at both. <laughs> but uh, I, being in jazz band, uh, that's the, the whole reason why uh, I even went through with concert band and whenever the reason I stopped uh, do, doing it in my junior year of high school is because the jazz program was kind of fizzling out and uh, I was like I don't want to do concert band anymore like the only reason I even do this for a half semester is so I can play bass guitar for the other half semester um, but you know I would I wouldn't be have gotten where I was without you know, learning trombone and, and those other instruments. Um, when you were learning or when you were playing jazz bass, were you also listening to like jazz bassists or was it kind of just when you were at school that you were doing uh, the jazz bass? You know, I was and I tried getting into uh, like some of the, the jazz basses that everyone talks about, like Jack Pistorius and Victor Wooten. Um, and then like a little bit of funk and stuff, but uh, really the the whole time I've I've always been in a I guess like rock and heavier music. So while I was in jazz band, I was you know learning how to play 
like anti-flag songs and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rancid, uh, the the Clash. The the first song I ever learned um, was on a borrowed uh, fretless jazz bass from my middle school, and I was learning how to play uh, aerials by System of a Down. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, I, I just uh, I asked because um, I didn't really even get into like, I guess, looking for like jazz bass players till like when I was already playing, like when I first learned, you know, same thing, like a bunch of new metal. I think Getty Lee was like the closest to jazz that yeah. I even like listened to back then. So just curious. Um, when, when did you start getting what's up? Like a, a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers and like Flea being a super complicated stuff but it it was never really my my jam or i was never very good at it yeah i just you know sometimes today i'll I'll listen to some songs i'm like i just i'm gonna put on some something else (laughs) um when did you start getting uh, involved like with um just like a local band or like a cover band or original band um first band i was in i was 14 when I played my first show um, and that was actually at the White Rabbit RIP um, but I did that for I guess I did that for about two years uh, then moved on to another band and kind of been, been in that route for a while um, but yeah I guess 13 years old probably I started you know, jamming in garages with, with the uh, other dudes uh, in San Antonio, and uh, tried recording some some albums. I don't I don't know how the people who did it back then put up with us and dealt with us like <laughs> children in there. Uh, but but it was fun. It was always fun. I think uh, sometimes I think back then I was I was better at playing because I, I didn't have like an idea of like what I want, like what I should be doing. So I was just doing more unique things. I feel like. I absolutely agree with you. Um, sometimes just writing, like trying to write bass parts. I'm so just like, all right, what chord are you playing? And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to play this chord. But when I didn't have like this knowledge, it's like, I'm just going to, do what sounds good and like I I feel that I feel like sometimes you just get more knowledgeable and you like kind of start boxing yourself in a little bit Mm -hmm. um uh so when did so I think I met you when you were playing with Restless if I'm not mistaken um did you uh were y'all touring or did y'all tour with Restless yeah um so I had just gotten out of uh, another band, and I feel like this, I always like fall into the next band <laughs> that I'm in. Uh, it, it's sort of silly, but um, I had just stopped playing with one band and uh, was at work one day, and Mikey called me and was like, hey, Cam, uh, we're, we're going to go uh, on tour for two weeks in, in the beginning of like October. Uh, I believe it was and that was like only like three weeks time Um, but I was like yeah let's go Uh, 
they're like, do you want to be in the band? And because uh, I wasn't even in the band whenever they, they said <laughs> they, they had the tour set up already. And uh, I was like, okay. So I, I got all the, the songs from them via email and learned them on my own. And then I think we did maybe three or four uh, days worth of practice before leaving for two weeks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a- after that, um, kind of was the same way. Like whenever Restless stopped touring, um, which I think we did for two or three years. Uh, it had maybe been a month or so before I started playing with Nominee. And one of the guys hit up uh, Forrest, who was playing guitar in Restless. He was like, hey, do you know any bass players who are free in Austin? And they're like, well, Restless isn't really doing anything right now. You should hit up Cam. And was, I just kind of like passed along. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and uh, how many how many tours has Nominee done now? Not enough, um, but we've been at it for about five years, and for a while we were doing like two or three a year, mm-hmm. um, kind of be like a, a like a winter or spring, and then a summer and a fall tour, mostly on the east east coast. We've only really done a middle America and like uh, the, the West Coast a handful of times. Uh, two, two of the guys in, in the band, uh, Steve, who's a guitar player, and Chris, the singer, um, are both from the East Coast, uh, Boston and like Philadelphia area. So we have a lot of friends that, in bands and just friends out there in general who we stay with whenever we're out there. And it, it really just makes it easy also with everything being so close on the East coast. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. We would have liked to do more. And we had, uh, we had two or three lined up for this year. Um, and then, you know, everything fell through, uh, around South by time. So we're, we're, we're looking at the future, but trying to, um, trying to make the right decision about when the right time is and, uh, right now is not that time obviously yeah yeah I completely agree um, one thing I always like admired about like you and nominee was like the, your presence on social media like it feel like a, a really big band like I see uh, like I, I feel like you guys are big anyways but like the presence on social media is like I don't I don't know how to explain it I guess like because there's like local band level and there's like touring band level and I feel like I always saw nominee as just like this big ass like touring band so I was curious um uh actually because of because (laughs) because of y'all uh I was listening to you and I found that band goalkeeper like on your similar artists and like it's just open doors like I met them and interviewed them and it's like just uh, unlock all these levels like because I listened to your Spotify stream or your Spotify. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's um, cool that you had a, I saw you're doing Seth on one of these too. Yeah, uh, yes. Seth was uh, the first interview. Awesome. Um, it, oh man, it was fun. It was fun catching up. Like I'm actually, uh, I'm catching up with just a, like a lot of dudes who moved and just like haven't really talked to you. Cause even for a little bit, like I moved to Austin also and I was just doing like ska music like just and then cover 
cover stuff on Sixth Street like three days or four days out of the week. Um, but I'm back here and like I don't know. I still play. Like I was able to to join some bands and stuff, but I'm just chilling right now. Um, what what has a nominee been doing like during this quarantine? Like are you still trying to jam or write? Um, yeah, so uh, we did film for a music video. Um, we had done a few uh, fundraisers um, at the beginning of the year uh, and live streams to, to go along with that, uh, where we were donating money to some charities. Um, and then... So we were supposed to have a, our first full length album come out in like March of this year of 2020. Uh, but that got pushed back. That was gonna be our first uh, full length with Smart Punk Records. Um, and so we're currently, again, trying to decide the, the right time to um, release that, but we have announced it. And in the fall of 2020, we recorded a, uh, acoustic album um, out of our house and that uh, the single just actually got dropped uh, on the 1st of January. The song's called January and that's going to be a uh, uh, acoustic EP that's being pressed on vinyl and uh, that's going out on Smart Punk as well. So we, we're trying to just continue um, and that that's kind of something maybe that you mentioned with the uh, social media presence is that something that we decided like uh, in, in this downtime since we're not really playing out much that we have to maintain a presence um, just so that whenever we do uh, have releases they're they're not falling upon like deaf ears you know yeah. if, we're, if we're just in the internet darkness and we put out an album out of nowhere like no one's gonna care barely anyone cares already <laughs> i disagree with that but <laughs> you can be humble it's cool um so i know we talked a little bit about uh about cooking earlier and i was just curious like if you correlate like music into cooking like in any way yeah um i mean pretty literally i fell into cooking because of um, playing music and going on tour. Uh, it was one of the, the jobs that I found um, that having like a, a certain skill level um, and trade that, you know, you will always be needed. And if you do a good job, like you'll, you know, people want to hang on to that, I feel like. Um, so I've always had a pretty good track record uh, since I started cooking and touring together uh, that with any of the, the restaurants that I've worked for, um, you know, I'm really upfront with them at, at first. And I'm like, I'm, I'm probably going to be gone for a third of the year, uh, but I'm going to work my ass off for you. And, you know, whenever I get back from, from tour, I'm going to need money and I will come back and I'll continue to work my ass off. Uh, and, and honestly, I've never really encountered too many issues um, with, with any place that I've, I've been at because I am just upfront with them. Um, as far as like, you know, maybe 
a creative correlation. Um, I think I think the two can uh, kind of go hand in hand. Uh, the way I see it is like, and it's something that I'm terrible about, um, is learning like covers, uh, or actually learning a song, um, how to play it. Is to me is like you know you have to do that first to like improve upon it um and the same can be said for like following a, a a good recipe or something um but the problem i have is that i like look at a recipe and i see what they're doing and like the ingredients and i'm like yeah 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 okay okay i got it and then i just like kind of do my own thing with it and uh, I, I, I can admit, like, it doesn't always work out in my favor. Sometimes <laughs> like, I might have, like, a little happy accident, but uh, other times I'm like, I should have just followed the recipe. <laughs> uh, and, and I think the same can be said for, for songs. Like, sometimes I, I have a hard time, uh, like, being inspired. And so I'll go through and uh, maybe, like, learn a, a few songs like three or four songs um of, that, that I've always wanted to learn that I've just like never taken the time and I think I've only really been able to sit down and start doing that since quarantine happened because I was um out of work full time and I was like working odd jobs uh here and there for cash but I did I was able to like sit down and like actually learn a song again like whenever I was like you know young and, and it, it kind of inspired me and made me like you know want to play more so I've been I've been working on uh trying to get back to to doing that and just actually setting aside like practice time if you will yeah what's uh what's one of the songs you've learned most recently <clears throat> um Paper Tigers uh by Thrice uh I I always wanted to learn that one and uh I, i've been planning on um doing just like a, a playthrough video for it i did that at the beginning of quarantine with an anti-flag song um something that i i learned whenever i was in high school and i was like man i used to be so much better back then and kind of like <laughs> had to prove prove it to myself that i could still do it um uh, yeah but yeah uh dry paper tigers and then um what was the other one? Sorry, I'm drawing a blank right now. Mm -hmm. oh, um, good. Uh, Galena by uh, Balance and Composure. It's from uh, the album Separation. I that's one of my favorite albums. the The whole thing is just a banger, and I I love like the bass is super forward and driving on it the whole time. It's really cool. <laughs> Hell yeah, I definitely listen. Um, when when you're learning songs now, are you going to tabs or are you just like trying to do it by ear a little bit of both sometimes if I can't like nail something or I'm like trying to figure out like maybe like a, a little fill or maybe that's in it uh, I'll find a tab and see if there's like um, someone doing it but but what I think is better than that even uh, sometimes is I'll like go on a YouTube and just look, I know, like a, a playthrough of someone else doing it just so I can see physically. Um, and it kind of helps me just to like, at least like, you know, fall in a key. Cause sometimes like at home, I just tune my bass to like whatever song I'm playing. 
and so it's always in a different tuning and stuff <laughs> and sometimes i'm like am i even in the right tuning right now so yeah man i'll just do that just to like get get like a, an eye on it and be like all right i got this yeah, yeah. uh what what kind of gear are you using now um my main and favorite base is a, a 72 or 73 gibson grabber um something i i wanted for a really really long time uh mostly because of like mike Dern and early green day and then uh uh eddie the the bass player from thrice and uh one of the guys from misery signals really just like all these dudes who i looked up to were playing grabbers and i thought they were so cool um and i kind of i hate to use the term fell on that one again but um <laughs> her nominee was in tour uh on tour one time and we were in uh cleveland and our friend who's a promoter up there alex tucker uh we were staying with and we like we went to melt uh, i don't know if you ever heard of it it's like a famous grilled cheese place that's in like cleveland and columbus and we we kind of have a thing where we go there every time we're up there um but i was super sick on tour uh we had just finished there and i'm like in the, the far back bench of our 15 passenger, just like dying. And he starts talking to one of the guys about some gear he's trying to sell. And he's like, I've got a Fender P bass, uh, Ampeg SVT, a Sans Amp. And I'm like, got it, got it, got it. And he's like, uh, I've got a Gibson grabber. And I just stand up in the bench and I go, what year is it? And, uh, we get back to his place and, um, he let me, or I got it for like $1,400 and he let me pay uh, half up front, which I didn't even have all of that. Uh, Steve, one of the guys in the band floated me half. And then I set up a payment plan with both of them that I paid off over like the next like four or five months where I was just paying money to both like, and, and got this dream guitar uh, on a loan basically. Man, that's badass. I love stories like that. Just out of the blue, just- it fell on the base. fell It fell on you. Yeah, that was cool. yeah. And so uh, um, uh, I'm playing that mostly. Uh, I do still have a Fender P bass that's uh, modded a little bit the the way I like it, just different uh, pickups and uh, a badass bridge on it. Um, it's a Lawler P90s, and they're supposed to be like a little bit more uh, mid range and like growly for uh, P basses. I've been pretty happy with it. Um, but the amp I'm playing on is a, just the orange, the tiny tear or bass tear uh, and an Ampeg SVT uh, 610, which I also got on tour. <laughs> Damn, I got to go on tour for get gear. <laughs> yeah, actually, I found a deal uh, for that. I was like, we were in Oakland and I was on Craigslist looking and there was some dude who was selling uh, two, two individual six by tens and um, he was selling them for like 425 a piece. And uh, I was, we were staying with one of the, the people from the band Mom's Jean, Mom Jeans and uh, I was like I, talking about this deal and he was just like, how much? how much are they? And, uh, he was like, hold on and called one of his buddies and 
said that he would buy the other one uh, if we could get a good deal on it. So I hit up the dude with the cabs and was just like, yeah, I'll take them both for 700. And uh, the guy said, yeah. And so we just like went and got them in our trailer and then divided them up. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> I wish I could find like deals like that. <laughs> yeah, it got, got lucky, but I mean, <laughs> I, I keep looking at getting a new one because the, the wheels on it are like so thrashed and just it, it, it's <laughs> like my bandmates are ashamed whenever I walk by <laughs> man uh, I would use like my skateboard and just put my amp on my skateboard like because my wheels are so messed up just roll it on my skateboard that was it I didn't skate nothing it was <laughs> just to move my amp <laughs> yeah um all right man where can uh where can everyone listen to nominee and and follow you um all of our stuff is going to be on uh you know the, the major ones spotify title uh apple music Bandcamp, um and then instagram is nominee music uh we we are doing a lot of uh kind of small order um like flash merch sales right now so uh if, if anyone like keeps up with that you might be able to get that smart punk is doing a few like 15 to 30 percent off weeks uh for merchandise and as the we get closer to releasing the full length we are going to be um releasing more merch and singles and videos and just content coming up um so yeah until you know, until 2021 starts looking better. Uh, not exactly sure what 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 we're going to be doing, but we are trying to do anything that we can and just kind of stay present. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, it was real fun catching up, and uh, we yeah. definitely have to have to do it again, man. Yeah, I'd love to. All right, man. Well, you have a good night, and thank you so much. All right, later, Jake. Later, man. How you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, been, you know, getting through this just like everyone else or, or trying to. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, being, being in the, the restaurant industry, you know, I've been in and out of work and uh, trying to adapt to, like, new rules and guidelines and stuff, and you know, it's just been ups and downs. Yeah, um, you're still... I know you're a cook, so you've just been going from different restaurants, or is, like, the restaurant you're working at kind of, like, trying to take care of y'all? Um, I am at a different restaurant than I uh, initially was whenever um, the, the quarantine had happened. Uh, pretty much all the restaurants in Austin just furloughed everyone, and uh, I had an opportunity to go back there, but just decided to move on and did a few things. Um my girlfriend and I actually, uh, she she's a baker as well and pastry chef. And um, during the initial shutdown, we started a, a cottage bakery mm -hmm. and we're doing um, just like online pre-orders for baked goods and like canned and preserved items. Um, kind of like a, 
an all-inclusive like brunch spread if you will uh on the weekends and we we were delivering those like door to door um and doing you know contact payments and deliveries and stuff and it, it was a good time um but it was a, a lot to do out of a house and we we dream about doing it again but we'll see yeah i mean uh how'd that concept come up uh Honestly, just like a brainstorming with a few um, coworkers and friends, people in the industry. And because uh, like we, we were still at home and, you know, we spend so much time in, in restaurants, 50, 60 hours a week. Like we, we kind of cook for fun and also, you know, as our jobs, because we're not making a ton of money doing it. But we were, yeah, I mean, we we're all just like had the time and we were still cooking a lot at home and trying to decide like, you know, what can we make a little bit of money doing this? And we ultimately did like, uh, it started doing, doing pretty well for a little bit, but, uh, the, the time came where we were like, okay, do we have to, you know, go back to work, um, now and like try to, try to, uh, secure a spot before everyone else in the industry tries to return, um, or, did we want to keep pursuing that? And just with the uncertainty of everything going on um, in the world, you know, we were like, Let, let's just, we, we have jobs. Let's go back to them. Uh, if we want to do something like that down the line, it's something to think think about. But yeah, we, we, we had a good time doing it and uh, dream about doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's really badass. I definitely hope y'all, you know, try to pursue it. But I mean, right now, I think the smart move is securing, securing a job with uh, possibly the end of the pandemic. Who knows right now? Um, well, but, but if you want to look that up um, and check it out anytime, uh, it is on Instagram. It's uh, Peach Street Provisions. And uh, we, we have a page that's set up and we still post pictures and like test ideas and stuff, just kind of fun stuff. 